0: Our first reading for today is from the second chapter of 1 Samuel. Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy clothed with a linen ephod, and his mother used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year when she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord give you children by this woman for the petition she asked of the Lord, so then they would return to their home. Indeed, the Lord visited Hannah, and she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters, and the boy Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord. Now Eli was very old, and he kept hearing all that his sons were doing to all Israel, And how they lay with the women who were serving at the entrance to the tent of meeting. And he said to them, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all these people. No, my sons, it is no good report that I hear the people of the Lord spreading abroad. If someone sins against a man, God will mediate for him. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? But they would not listen to the voice of their father. For it was the will of the Lord to put them to death. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord, and also with man. And there came a man of God to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord Did I indeed reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt, subject to the house of Pharaoh? Did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest to go up to my altar? to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me. I gave to the house of your father all my offerings by fire from the people of Israel. Why then do you scorn my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded for my dwelling, and honor your sons above me by fattening yourselves on the choicest parts of every offering of my people Israel? Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, declares... I promise that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever. But now, the Lord declares, Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your father's house, so that there will not be an old man in your house. Then in distress you will look with envious eye, on all the prosperity that shall be bestowed on Israel. And there shall not be an old man in your house forever. The only one of you whom I shall not cut off from my altar shall be spared to weep his eyes out to grieve his heart. And all the descendants of your house shall die by the sword of men. And this that shall come upon your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, shall be the sign to both be the sign to you. Both of them shall die on the same day. And I will raise up for myself a faithful priest, who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house, and he shall go in and out before my anointed forever. And everyone who is left in your house shall come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread, and shall say, Please put me in one of the priest's places that I may eat a morsel of bread. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the 15th chapter of Acts. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, leading men among the brothers men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now Barnabas wanted to take with them John, called Mark, but Paul thought best not to take them with them, one who had withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation of the small catechism with our next portion on the sacrament of the altar. Who receives this sacrament worthily? Fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training, but that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. But anyone who does not believe these words or doubts them is unworthy and unprepared for the words for you Require all hearts to believe. Grace, mercy, and peace to you. From God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If we could maybe sum up the entirety of the gospel. Of what Christ has done for us in one sentence. Kind of is captured very well by that one sentence we just read. Given and shed for you. For the forgiveness of sins. It captures everything, that everything that Christ did on the cross was done for you. And because of that and what he's done, that's enough and you can trust in it. And that's why Luther then continued to talk about that for you, that this is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Not that it was just done for a rock or done for a tree or just done. It was done specifically for you as a gift entirely. Uh, Really, just a a beautiful, beautiful sentence. And it's, it's the crux of Christianity, isn't it? That our salvation, how we're saved, it's all wrapped up in Christ and what Christ has done for us. And it's such an important message. It's one we should never forget because there are times when people do forget this. Or there are times when false teachers come in and take that gospel away from us. And today in our Acts from reading, our reading from Acts, that was exactly what had happened. You see, in Acts, in this part of Turkey, there were a lot of Gentiles who came to believe that Jesus was the Christ that the scriptures promised. And they had faith in him. They believed that his sacrifice was given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. That was their their gift, and it was an amazing faith they had. And Paul and the others could testify that these Gentiles believed the gospel and, and were now Christians. But then there were some Jews who came, false teaching Jews, who came into the congregation. And they began to tell these Gentiles that they were less of a Christian. They weren't fully a Christian yet because they hadn't been circumcised yet. And so they wanted these Christians to believe that there was still something that they had to do. There's something they had to shed, some blood. There was a sacrifice they had to make if they really wanted to be 100% a Christian. In other words... Forgiveness of all of our sins was not just in Jesus. There was some other means, some other thing they had to do to really have it secure. And that is just not true. And that's why in this reading from Acts, we have the church getting together with the Apostle Paul and Barnabas and Silas and all of the others. In in renouncing this, this teaching. And they sent a letter. And it went with Paul and Barnabas. To these Christians. Where they said this. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. To lay on you no greater burden. Than that we'd ask that you abstain from what's been sacrificed to idols. And from sexual immorality. You will do well. Farewell. In other words. Just live as a Christian. They did not need to be circumcised. There was no other thing they needed to do in their lives. Paul and Barnabas and Silas and all the other apostles, they wanted these Christians to keep their focus 100% entirely on Jesus Christ and what Christ did for them so that they could continue to believe that what he did was given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. They wanted their focus on Christ and nothing else. And I truly hope and pray that is our focus as well. That there would never be anything in our lives that would take our eyes off of Jesus. That would have us think there's something I need to do or there's something I haven't done yet. Nope. Everything was done. Everything was completed. Everything was given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. When Jesus Christ himself on the cross, in his very last words, said, it is finished. He didn't say, I have finished what I need to do. Now it's your turn. He said, it's finished. Everything's done. Because thanks to Christ and his sacrifice, everything needed to save you has already been given and shed for you. For the forgiveness of all of your sins. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.